0: and welcome to Numbers on the Boards. It's the first of hopefully many playoff editions. My name is Bobby Carella. Joining me today, uh, he's sprawled out on a bed gear mattress, so I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to have him on with me before he dozes off. Is Jeff Skin Wade. What's up, Skin?
1: Hello, Boberto. I am uh, so comfortable right now. God, this is amazing as we head into the playoffs.
0: You got to rest up. Get your energy, yeah. man. You got to yeah. save it now, conserve it, so that it can fuel you to a series win against Kawhi, Paul uh, George, and the Clippers.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't – well, I'm sure we'll talk Dame at some point, but Dame was physically exhausted last night after what he did. So, I figure this is a good situation with the game not starting until Monday and KP resting against Phoenix and Luka not playing in the second half. We won't have any of those Dame issues. Our best players will be fully rested going up against the biggest single challenge you could possibly have in the playoffs because – I think you and I have been pretty adamant since uh, last fall that the Clippers are the team to beat in the NBA.
0: Yeah I mean we said it and I, that doesn't make us unique or anything. I'm, no of course As not. soon as the Clippers pulled off that 48 hours of magic with Kawhi and Paul George last summer it was like I mean all right that's it is what it is man you know every team that's left in their wake is going to be just wondering what happened to them but uh, the Mavs are the first one and who knows? Maybe being first is an advantage, right? I, I mean, maybe, maybe there's something to that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they've got to still got to work Montrez in and all that kind of stuff. But I was sitting there thinking, has any team in the history of the NBA had two of the top three six man of the year candidates? I don't think so. Is that stupid?
0: Dude. And two know, of the top 10, probably all NBA players or like at least top 15,
1: you know? I'm not some like, Reggie Jackson fanboy in fact I've probably never been a fan but if that's your 13th or 12th man what are we doing here yeah I mean they're loaded but here's the great thing about this to me I said this at the end of the game yesterday and I was kind of half joking but I really mean this whoever wins this series is the favorite to win an NBA championship in my opinion because if the Mavericks beat the Clippers they ain't gonna be stopped. They they just took out the best team in the NBA, and that means it's because Luca and KP are bona fide, certified playoff ready, and that would be extra special. You know what's funny is that I told Eddie that the same exact thing. This was like a week and a
0: half ago on uh, on his and Dwayne's podcast, Senior Old Boys, which you should check out if you haven't listened to it. What a great uh, name! You know, we were staring down the name or the 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 series and. Uh, They were like, yeah, it's going to be really tough. You want to avoid the Clippers. And I was like, you know what? If the Mavs and the Clippers play, the winner comes
1: out of the West. And I don't
0: really feel like that's outrageous. I don't
1: either. I don't either. Because, you know, if you, we've talked about this, matchups and all that stuff. They're the single worst matchup for the Mavericks. Now, that's not unique. They're probably the single worst matchup for most teams. But the point being is that if you get through that, oh, man, that means you did something special. And that means, barring injury, your confidence is that you're currently playing better basketball than anybody in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude,
1: they just beat Milwaukee at full strength. Lakers are fiddle-farting around. They haven't done anything impressive. And I'm still not sure that the Lakers roster – I mean, they got two brilliant players. And Anthony Davis, this is – I look at this as this is Anthony Davis's first really big stage because he's done some stuff in New Orleans, some playoff stuff. but it's there's never going to be anything like this up to this point since really Kentucky, right? So no. uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and establishes himself as a bona fide legit. Hey man, I'm I'm a top three player in the world. Why didn't people talk about me like that? That that wouldn't surprise anybody. But um, I haven't I haven't broken it down. But I'm yesterday. Followell said that Kawhi already has over a hundred career playoff games. And he's like twenty five. <laughs> Does, does, uh, do the Mavericks oh have that combined on their roster? J.J.'s got 40-something. Courtney Lee's got 50. And I doubt either one of those guys are going to log a whole lot of minutes in this series.
0: Yeah. And Dwight has been to the playoffs twice, has appeared probably in like two games. Tim Kawhi has played in one series.
1: Play- yeah, Kawhi might have more playoff games than the entire roster.
0: Yeah, certainly more playoff minutes. That's oh, without a doubt. Beyond without doubt. doubt. Yeah, and that's just one guy. And now Paul yeah. George has been there every year of his career, I think, yep. uh, and yeah. uh, including at least once in the conference finals.
1: Yeah, deep runs with Indiana, um, yeah. and then you know I, I you know Lou was on some mediocre Atlanta teams and things like that, but he's been on some good teams too. Lou, this isn't Lou's first party. Yeah, so. and
0: Marcus Morris, I think, was with the Celtics as they made a couple runs. I want to say.
1: Yeah, and then their coach, uh, you know, is one of the best coaches in the world. So, dude, this okay. they're, they're that team is built to go win a championship. And you know, we we talked about this. The Mavericks, quite frankly, uh, kind of almost sealed their fate when they gave up a seven-point lead in 45 seconds to the Rockets. It pretty much sealed their fate. But that's okay. There's where this is all house money. There's nothing wrong with any of this. And quite frankly, for Luca and KP's first playoff experience to be going against. Kawhi and Paul George. I don't see anything wrong with that whatsoever. I think that's kind of cool, actually.
0: What's crazy about the whole, just the whole bubble thing is after Houston, I was convinced they're going to be seventh place. And then going into the game against Portland, they had like a pretty realistic chance to move up to fifth because, and now this is assuming a lot. You got to beat yeah. Portland and Phoenix, two of the hottest teams in the NBA, and other teams have to lose. But Utah and OKC were, like, engaged in a tank fest because neither of those teams wants to play Houston. And Dallas is like, I mean, we will. You know, it's not that bad of a matchup for us. And so there was a realistic chance. And then Dame happened. And you mentioned him earlier how he was exhausted after the last game when he he only scored, I think, 42 in that game, which is, like, a a pretty poor night for him given that he was averaged 55 in the two games before that. But, uh, dude, he just went supernova, made every single one of his free throws – hit a three-pointer from 30-plus feet that hit the heel of the rim and bounced up another 30 feet in the air and then just fell in through the net with a minute left. You know, when some guys like Dame, and we've seen Dirk do it, Kawhi did it last year, when they channel the power of the basketball gods uh, for 48 minutes, Mm -hmm. there's almost nothing you can do to stop them. And so it kind of took like a a titanic performance for the ages to keep the Mavs from potentially moving up, and yet here we are. And so it's kind of one of these things where, like, the season is a roller coaster, but this eight games in particular, my God, man. I mean, you lose to the Suns, you beat the Bucks, and then Dame does that to you. It's just like you're getting hit from all all types of directions, and my heart just, like, cannot keep up with the whole thing. It's pretty good. Pretty good stand-in for the playoffs for, for what to expect for the next two
1: weeks. Yes, the Mavericks in three consecutive games, I guess it was, played teams that were playing playoff basketball for the most part, right? Um, the way that I uh, also look at the the Dame, because the Mavericks could have won that game despite Dame going for sixty, right? But And, and I know there is – I was frustrated with some of the calls. But the way that I look at, at that is – you know, let's say the the refs gave him half as many trips to the free throw line. All right, he got you for fifty. I mean, what did he have? Eighteen free throws, I think it was.
0: Made so every one. I mean, so take,
1: take away every his single free one. throws and he got you for forty. I mean, that was stupid, and that was MVP ish. And it was kind of interesting because, you know, if if Portland hadn't have won last night, then Phoenix is in, and Devin Booker has a claim to be bubble MVP. And instead, Dame pretty much sealed bubble MVP by dragging Portland into that. So just I know you and I are the same level of NBA fan aside from our Mav fandom. And uh, we were treated to an incredible two weeks of bubble ball because of what was happening at the bottom of the Western Conference. And I don't know how you feel about this. You know, Damian Lillard is my favorite non-Luca to watch in the NBA. I just uh, feed me that all day long. I love the person. I love his style of play. I love his commitment to his teammates. I love his leadership. I mean, it's all very Dirk-like. You know, we admire those things so much around here because of the way Dirk got down. But, man, I love, love, love Damian Lillard on every level. He's just – he's awesome.
0: And he's unguardable, too. Not only is he a great leader and a great character guy, and by all accounts, every player he's ever played with loves him, and every fan in Portland loves him. I mean, he is their Dirk. Right, But also on the floor, you cannot guard him. So there was a lot of like frustration, understandably so, because this guy is torching you. But there's a lot of frustration among people that were watching that game. Like, why don't you change the way you defend him? Why why are you dropping on these screens? Why are you going over these screens? Why not double team him? Well, can't because he's quick enough to dribble around big guys. You can't defend him the way you normally would defend a normal player because he's not afraid of stepping into a 30-footer. But, like, Mm -hmm. you can't change your whole system, like – during one timeout, because one guy that can like break the rules of basketball is essentially, you know, just on fire. Like traditional defense does not work against him. He's, I mean, he's kind of like Harden only he's better because he's quicker.
1: Yeah. I think he's
0: a, he's a tougher guard than Harden as, as amazing as that is to even think about.
1: Yeah. You and I are on the same page here and the Harden thing's a really good comparison because we're in a current NBA where if a player is that good, you are sending a double team at him at the timeline. All right, so let's ponder this. Like we used to say, all right, they're going to have to make the court bigger because everything's congested and these guys are too big. Man, the court right now is too big Mm -hmm. because of the shooting range of these players. And so you're so desperate to get the ball out of his hands, you're sending two guys at him, you know, 30 feet from the basket. And so what are these guys doing? You're sending these shooters to opposite corners, and we're basically – the the ball handler, whether it's Dame or Harden or whatever, is 45 feet from the basket, deciding how he's going to pick you apart for a wide open shot. So we are in the we are in smack dab in the era of spacing and shooting, and these ball handling maestro conductors, whether it's Harden or Dame, I saw Devin Booker do it a little bit in the last game, or the mighty Luka Doncic, they're making decisions 45 feet from the basket now, and it is a new era of incredible basketball.
0: Yeah. Imagine how tilted Milwaukee fans were whenever Luca was doing what he was doing to them.
1: But yeah,
0: there's just a thing. These players are so good, and the court is so big, and the spacing is so immaculate that when these guys get going, you just got to gotta hope that they miss, basically. Yeah, but even gravity was on Dame's side in that game. And so it's just one of those things. It was It was incredible to watch. Unfortunately, it happened to the Mavs, but so it is. But uh, that brings us to the Clippers. Yep. And so here's a, little, here's a little tidbit about this year's Mavs team. Of course, they went 0-3 against the Clippers. This Mavs team, number one offense in NBA history. Now it is official, 115.9 points per 100 possessions. And whenever you have a good offense, a great offense, like a historically good offense, you're going to be in every game, basically. Because yes. you're going be to you're gonna be able to score your way out of a deficit. Dallas lost two games this year by more than 15 points. Both of them were to Phoenix, that's right? So well, stupid. Phoenix is out of the and, – and that's an amazing stat, by the way. Yeah. Only two losses by more than 15. Boston's the only team that had fewer. They had one. Now, they lost three games by exactly 15 points. Two of those were to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're like – if you're power ranking the Mavs' nemeses this year, Devin Booker's number one and Kawhi and yep. Paul George are number two. And now you're staring those guys down in the playoffs.
1: Can can I, can I give team. you a quick out? Let me let me give you a quick outlier for context on what you're saying about Devin Booker. Okay. I think that those two two of those games and the ones we're talking about are skewed and here's the reason. Everybody's got things they got to fight through. But remember that first Phoenix game was it was 2 days after Kobe passed mm, away. That was. And, it was. That's you, right. If you remember we had a game the night before against Oklahoma City And Luka had to take time in the middle of the game to walk. I mean, they were coming off a three-game road trip, and they were emotionally devastated. And so that Phoenix game was over two minutes into the game. And Mm -hmm. those happened – now, look, you're going, hey, Skins making excuses, but that's the reality of the situation. There was not a single Maverick that was dialed into that game. They were emotionally and physically exhausted and all like the rest of the league dealing with the Kobe stuff. Because we beat Oklahoma City that night before. Yep, Right.
0: and OKC was in many ways kind of the same thing. Exactly. Everything was flat. Everything, right. everything so, was
1: weird. So that's one outlier. And then if we want to talk about playing Phoenix without Porzingis and without Luca playing in the second half, yep. that's another one. Now, I'm not saying Phoenix has been beating for whatever. I mean, going back last year even, right? But I think that the difference in what we're talking about with the, the Phoenix uh, Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers – is one was circumstantial, and the other one is like, oh, my God, these guys are really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like, illegitimate about the way that the Clippers beat the Mavs in the last <laughs> right, two games. right, right, and right, right. frankly, one of those losses was in November, and that game was not even as competitive as the final score. Now, right. I would also contend that the other 15-point loss, which came this week in the bubble, was much more competitive than the yes. final score. It was Up tied six with minutes six together. minutes left. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. then the Mavs' other game against the Clippers this year, Paul George may not have played in that game. I don't remember much about it, but that was also Porzingis' first game back from injury and the day that uh, Dwight Powell ruptured his Achilles. But Dallas was in that game at the very end, down three with like 10 seconds left, and uh, Lucas Swung at the Hardaway on the wing and Hardaway missed a three to tie the game with whatever, five seconds left. And so it was very competitive. So, you know, the the level of competition between them has been relatively balanced. I mean, as balanced as you can be against a title favorite, Mm -hmm. um, but still, needless to say, going into this series, it's against a team that kind of has your number. At the same time, you have the best offense ever. And so you can simply outscore them if they just kind of aren't 100%. Um, so I, I, where, where is your mind at, either X's and O's-wise or spiritually, as we head into this first of hopefully many series?
1: So, there's certain things that people always say in evaluating a basketball game that are so cliched, but man, it's so incredibly true. If you turn the ball over above your normal rate against the Clippers, you do not have a chance because this team gets turnovers and then this team gets to the free throw line. And for whatever reason, maybe it'll go down in the playoffs, but the bubble is full of fouls. And so, if you're turning the ball over and fouling those guys in transition, you're going to be looking at a 12-point deficit to start the – or midway through the second, and then it just feels like – remember those games you used to play against the Grizzlies where if they got up by nine, it felt like you were down 18? Yeah. You know, as good as this offense is, we're about to see a level of ass-kicking physically that we have not seen this year. And Patrick Beverly – and Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, and even, at some chances, Morris, they're going to go beat Luca up. And then if he gets around those guys, Montrez Harrell's going to clothesline him. So I honestly and truly am just hoping he stays physically intact through this series. Because I think that's the number one thing he's going to get through this is, hey, buddy, you're about to go play football. Let me know how it works out for you.
0: And then and also, I- the physical – the, the, the intimidation that comes from that sort of physical beating can discourage him from even trying. You know what I right. mean? And he's it can rattle you like Jordan against the, the Pistons.
1: Yes, he's killing it on points in the paint. I mean, it's just extraordinary. You know, he's up there with, I think, the Greek freak, Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert for field goal percentage there in the paint-restricted area. Yeah. Think about that.
0: That's he's number one in drives in the league, too.
1: Yes, So what happens when you get the crap kicked out of you is you stop going in there. And so then you're taking away a huge part of the Mavericks offense, right? So that's the thing that's so interesting about how is he going to figure out where he can boogie in these spaces where he's not getting beat up physically. And I can already see Twitter and fan reaction now. There's going to be a lot of unhappy people. I mean, it's – But it's the way of the playoff world.
0: Yeah. And Luca will be chief among them
1: at many times. Luca will
0: be chief among the unhappy people.
1: Yeah. And do you know what's going to happen? While he's sitting there expressing his unhappiness, five on four going back the other way.
0: Yeah. It's going to – he's going to age five years in this playoff series, win or lose. He's going to come out of this series a different person. And I I, I don't want to, like, prescribe old narratives and everything, but, like – this is going to change his life, you know? It is.
1: Dude, you just brought up Jordan, which is really great. So Jordan came into the league in 84, yeah. and then the Bulls got to the finals the first time in 91. Is that right? Anyone mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Um, that's uh, some quick math from an old guy. That's seven seasons. This is Lucas' second season. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to, like, bring anybody down or anything like this. You're playing with house money, everybody. Mavericks are not supposed to be there. They have won, I believe, Bobby, 57 games combined in the last two seasons, okay, leading up to this year. So the two seasons leading up to this, they won 57 combined. This trajectory is hot and this trajectory is good. There's not one bad thing coming out of this outside of the freak injury. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, everybody, we're already ahead of the curve here. So enjoy it and don't don't feel the angst and the anger and all those kinds of things because you have the, I mean, you have the prodigy, you have him. And his running mate is now, I mean, I think you could make a very strong argument that poor Zingas deserves to be first team all bubble. Yeah. He was, he was up in every single category except for three point percentage, which he was down 7% on that. And then in his final game, what do you go seven for nine or six for nine? Dude, he was smoking
0: three? hot. Oh my God. Smoking hot. Dude, so he is he is total beast mode right now. Peak
1: unicorn. Peak unicorn. Yeah, it's incredible.
0: And in yeah. many ways, he's probably your most important player in the series if you want the Mavs to win. Yes, because absolutely. they don't have they got they got 30 answers for Luca. They got zero for Porzingis.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I'm them, I think I put Morris on Porzingis.
0: Yeah, but then you're you're inviting him to just shoot right over him, you know. Yeah. But they don't have any Zupots is not fast enough to keep up with him. Dude, Porzingis was taking guys off the dribble and finishing yes. at the rim, like with his left hand.
1: He now okay, so that's the thing is usually he goes left really well, but you'll see him pull up and shoot right. And uh, that going all the way left and finishing with your left at seven three, what are we doing? That's crazy. Yeah.
0: High and soft. It was it yeah. was amazing. I think that might have been in the, that was must have been in the Portland game, right? I against maybe so. or Collins. Yes, it was no, around and finished lefty, and you're like, dude, that's. that's it's extraordinary. Mind bend. It's gonna bend your mind. Uh, so
1: that's that. You're right. That is the key to sneaking in a couple wins. Is Porzingis, quite frankly, because they can send Paul George and Beverly and Kawhi and all these different people at Luca. They don't have an answer. Now on the flip side, we've got to figure out Zubac's roles. What did he go ten for ten or eleven yeah. for eleven? That's painful. And that's
0: without Harold to relieve him. And,
1: and you know what they were doing? on? I'd have to go back and watch Bobby, but as it was going down, it felt like they were overloading the right side of the floor and then having Zubach roll left to take away a tag guy. I'd have to go back and look at that spacing again. Well, and another,
0: uh, other times, too, they would just – if the Mavs would switch and you get, like, Finney Smith on Zubots or Hardaway on Zubots, they would just shoot. Yeah, and, and let him clean up. Yeah,
1: and so shoot you got to get bodies point. on bodies. Yeah.
0: It's going to be – it's going to be a lot of frustrating stuff going on in this series, I think. But
1: let me take you, you know. back in time to when the Mavericks had a very unfortunate 2008 first-round series against the Hornets, and it was yep. Chris Paul and I think Tyson Chandler just yep. lobbing on our. That that that's sort of like what I'm mentally preparing myself for, and emotionally, although I think it's going to be a far different situation because that team. Felt like it was face up against a wall. This team looks is looking at the great wide open expanse. Mm. You know, so it's just different situations.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the first of many. For, for that Mavs team, the clock was ticking. And yeah. uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a great time. No. Uh, this, however, is kind of the opposite. So yeah. uh, I asked this of, uh, of Eddie yesterday on Mavs Daily, um, and I'm going to ask it to you as well. As we're as we're kind of wrapping things up, this is a fast and furious episode. But if we wake up on August 31st or whatever date it is in the future, and the Mavs have just won the series mm-hmm. and they've advanced to the next round, we're doing a lot of. We're, this is hopeful thinking, yep. of course. But if this happens, why will they have won? What will have worked? Um, what will we be? What will we have just witnessed for them to win this series?
1: Okay, outside of crazy outliers, right, like Kawhi gets hurt. I'm I'm not a sports fan that ever wants the enemy to get hurt. I never want that. I hate that because that always comes back to get you eventually. So I'm going to take that out. They will have won because Porzingis's bubble numbers were even a little bit better. I'll I'll put, like, here are the three things to hit on. Um, His numbers were a little bit better. Uh, Jamal Mosley and staff – have got these guys tied together on a string defensively in a way they haven't been all year long. They, they play the single best stretch of defense they've played all year long, and everybody's rotating perfectly, and they're helping each other, and they just, they're dialed in on that. And then, you know, what I mentioned earlier, uh, if, you know, I don't know. do the Mavericks average, what, about 12.5 to 13 turnovers a game? Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, maybe a little above that, but somewhere around there.
1: So I'm going to say if they average 10 turnovers a game. If those three things are in place, then we got a series. But I think all three of those things have to be in place. And X guy steps up. Yeah. Or Y guy makes a difference. Like- Look, the, the Clippers can win a game in which Paul George and Lou Williams are off. Right? Uh, that yeah. puts the picture in the frame for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had a, like a, a significantly winning record. When Kawhi didn't even play, yeah. So I mean, this is a you're not a to, you're
1: not supposed to win this series, Matt fans. So don't yep. uh, don't go crazy, but soak it in. This is huge. Mm. These are these uh, are critical critical minutes for these young guys to get.
0: Conversely, why will they have lost the series? What will as we're shaking our head and just you know bummed out? What are we going to be thinking about? Man, that went wrong. We got to fix that this summer.
1: Well, there's going to be a lot of chatter about who is the secondary creator. Uh, There's going to be a lot of chatter about we're not physically tough enough because we got bullied. And then there's going to be a lot about, man, Luca doesn't shoot three-pointers well enough, and he complains to the refs too much, and we're going to be watching a lot of five-on-four breaks. And this will be a mental test unlike any other that this team could face for their first trip to the playoffs.
0: It's going to test the limits of our despair. But it's also – going to test the limits of our joy if the Mavs can win even a single game it's going to be dude if they win uh, a single
1: game I think that this is house money I'd be ecstatic with a single game ecstatic
0: yeah Yeah. every second of playing time counts so the longer you can go the better you'll be in the future all right And dude if they
1: Bobby but you're on you and I are on the same page I'm I'm not doing like rah-rah bit if the Mavericks win the series I think they will win an NBA championship
0: yeah no I'm I'm with you there's yeah. no other matchup in the even with the with even as good as the Lakers are with the form they're in right now. There's not another matchup in the conference that would I would be like, yeah, the Mavs don't stand a chance.
1: I hey, mean, let me go, let me go, rah rah here. We will tan the Lakers' ass if we face them, <laughs> we will destroy them. I'm talking to you, LeBron, and you, Brow, and you, Dion. <laughs> ah, that was a little, a little too there. much bravado there. I love
0: it. I love it. All right. Any final words before we get out of here? I'm sure we're going to talk again after one of these games, but just before this thing gets rolling, what, what do you got?
1: Um, I say, you know, uh, do the most difficult thing to do in sports fandom and just temper yourself and and be as analytical as you can, as you soak this in and enjoy the high moments and just realize my friend, my dear loving Maverick, loving friend, you are already ahead in this race. You're already ahead in this race, and you haven't even tapped into any of your reserve tank yet. These are great times. Soak it in and enjoy it because we are truly playing with house money and high-fiving all our friends in a post-COVID world.
0: Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. This is step one of many, and it all begins on Monday night. Make sure you tune in. First round will be broadcast nationally if you're out of market. If you're in market, my guy Skin is on the call. Fox Sports Southwest, correct? Fox Sports Go. It's going to be available, ESPN Radio. uh, If you want to listen to Coop, call the game as well. And uh, so here we go, man. This is it. This is it. The time has finally come, and uh, we'll we'll be with you. We'll be back with you next week and, and talk about some of some of what happens in, uh, in the series as the Mavs take on the Clippers. But until then, peace skin. I'm Bobby. I love you, Bed Gear. And this is numbers on the boards. We'll see you guys.
1: See you.